to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. Wow, I am so happy to be back, and thank you all so much for your patience while I was on vacation through September. I was fortunate to travel with my family throughout September to Italy and Switzerland, which meant a lot of pasta and chocolate. Hell yeah. And on top of that, I got to visit a filming site for Star Wars Attack of the Clones and James Bond, which is pretty damn cool considering how big of a nerd I am. Yeah, highly recommend Villa Babianello. It is gorgeous, it is scenic, it is quiet, and you get to pretend you're on another planet for a few minutes, which was really special. And if you want to see any pics, please feel free to check out my personal Instagram at taco. I saw a lot in 10 days and I'm still stunned by it all. I tried to upload as many pics as Instagram would let me before it became too much. So, <laughs> But don't worry, I definitely didn't forget about you all while I was away. I am so thrilled to be bringing back so many gifted guests for the rest of the year onto the pod, including this week's true treasure, Harmony Woods. Sophia, who goes by Harmony Woods for her project, has been working hard in music for years, since she was a teenager. Her sound has evolved between Nothing Special up to her new record, Make Yourself at Home. 
Her exploration of relationships and self have really transformed her record and her music into something that is just truly unforgettable. And you can dance to it. it. It's just so loud and fun, and I love it. We talked about her early voice memo recordings, her relationship with her mega supportive dad, covering emo revival bands and eventually being able to work with them, like the folks from Modern Baseball, and so much more. So with that, let's hear some more Harmony Woods and then get into the interview with Sophia.
welcome, Sophia, to Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. How are things going? Thanks for having me. I'm having a pretty chill day so far. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. You're in, um, are you still in like the Philly area? I am, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Gosh, always something exciting happening over there when it comes to music, that's for sure. <laughs> so true. There's like a show every night. It's like very overwhelming, but also really cool. That's got to be so nice to have because always somebody else's work you can kind of check out and support and yeah. vice versa. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's so great. Well, I'm really excited to be able to talk to you about all that you're doing. Um, this oh, thanks. exciting year for you and your music with Harmony Woods. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been really fun so far. I was kind of nervous about the whole rollout for our second album beginning because I haven't released new music since high school and like it's a little different and I wasn't sure if people were gonna like it as much but I don't know everyone's been really nice so far yeah definitely and like you have like a, a single or two out right now at the time of us recording so that's really exciting how do you feel yeah. about their response um it's been really wild we put out ghosts about a month ago and then a few days ago we just released best laid plans and those two songs in particular are some of my favorites from the record. And also two songs that I have had written for a very long time. Ghosts was the first song I ever wrote when I was mm-hmm. like 16. And Best Laid Plans, I think I wrote it like before Nothing Special was even released. So it feels really good that they're finally out there. Oh, that's so awesome. And like, for you to have had the time to really work on these songs and see them yeah. evolve, must have been. De- yeah, they've evolved a lot. It's wild. Like the way I write my songs is just by myself with my acoustic guitar. So to be able to like, bring them to my friends and like build the whole like full band sound has been really, really exciting. Oh, I can only imagine. And like, you know, you, you said that Ghost, you wrote that when you were 16? Yeah. That's so cool. Um, tell me a little <laughs> bit, like, how you first kind of got into music. When was that? Um, I started, my first instrument was guitar, and I started playing guitar when I was 10 years old. And then I've, like, I've always thought singing was really fun ever since I was a kid, but I didn't really start taking it seriously until I was in high school. And I was, like, just covering emo songs in my bedroom. And I was like, hey, I don't think I sound that bad. And then my dad would be like, hey, you don't sound that bad. <laughs> so I Thanks, kinda, Dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Keith. Um, but, yeah, I just started recording, like, voice memos on my phone of, like, songs that I had, like, started writing. And I don't know, I recorded this three-song demo EP and sent it to my friend James Cassar, and he really liked it, and he helped me um, get put on my first show, and yeah, it's been super fun ever since. That's so neat. Do you remember who you were covering in your bedroom? Um, lots of Modern Baseball. Nice. Lots of The World Is. Mostly like, you know, the hashtag emo revival bands, if you remember that time. Oh, hell yeah. That's, (laughs) God, I still think those are some of my favorite years in music and it's so cool. Like, and you've gotten now the opportunity to work with so many of these people, which is probably mind blowing to think back on like, oh yeah, I was doing covers of these bands and now like they're people I work with in music. 
it's a wild feeling. Like I remember when I discovered Whenever If Ever by The World Is when <laughs> I was in eighth grade and that record blew my mind and I've loved that band ever since. And now we're touring with them in October, which is so wild. Everything's like, coming uh, full circle. That's so I cool. know, literally. It's like so weird. <laughs> but really, really cool. I love that. And like, you know, you having collaborated with like Jake from Modern Baseball and and Bren and stuff is so neat. Like, yeah. just, it's so cool how that kind of just like materialized for you. Yeah, for sure. That's so neat. Um, I know you kind of mentioned emo revival being totally up your alley and stuff, but I'm kind of wondering what, what sort of musicians or people were kind of influencing you as you were learning to play music? Um, <clears throat> when I was in like middle school and like getting kind of serious about guitar, I was really into like the indie rock, indie pop Tumblr scene, like Arctic Monkeys and the Strokes, nice. and, you know, those kinds of bands. I feel like that was like the my main thing before you know emo happened for me <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool um so did you always play intentionally as a solo performer did you have any other bands or projects that you were doing um harmony woods is the only project i have been heavily involved in i i briefly played bass for one of my friends bands a few years ago but I don't know, other than that, this has kind of been my only thing, which, I don't know, I I would like to collaborate with more people in the future, but at the same time, it's given me the chance to, you know, focus mm-hmm. on this band and, like, devote all my energy to it, so that's been nice. I don't know. That's really neat, though, because you've been able to really just focus in on your creativity and take it so far, which is amazing. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Absolutely. How'd you land on the name Harmony Woods? So I was driving through this neighborhood, or no, I was driving through Newark, Delaware, which is where my sister lives. My family and I were driving to her place, and we drove past this sign for this neighborhood called Harmony Woods, and I was like, that sounds cool. (laughs) So I just, I don't know, 17-year-olds, I feel like, shouldn't be allowed to name things because (laughs) we just, like, we just hear things, like, in passing or, like, remember things subconsciously. We're just like, yeah, this sounds sick, you know? Like, it wasn't (laughs) this huge, like, thought process. It was just, yeah, that's pretty. I like it. Shout out to that Delaware (laughs) neighborhood. (laughs) Yeah, truly. I've had people, like, like, someone today, like, like added me on Twitter and was like hey I grew up in a neighborhood called Harvey Woods and I was like New York Delaware and they were like yup (laughs) (laughs) so I've been I've been being seen recently and I'm really hoping I I don't get in trouble with some like neighborhood association (laughs) or something (laughs) but I mean people have people have gotten away with much worse so I feel like I should be fine. I don't think they have it, like, <laughs> trademarked or anything. You're probably good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot Fingers of neighborhoods crossed. end up having, like, similar-sounding names. I know down here in Florida with all, like, the subdivisions and stuff, you get ones that sound very similar all the time, so. True, yeah. Would not be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> That's so wild. Um, so I know you talked a little bit about how you usually are the ones that start out like with the songwriting you've just now started to have people kind of helping you out can you Mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about your approach to songwriting like 
how do you kind of just start with different songs? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's kind of a chaotic process. <laughs> um, I I write the like I just all right, I pick up my acoustic guitar and if I like have a riff or a melody in mind, I kind of just like go with that and then I like write the melody, the lyrics and the chords and the structure of the song kind of all at the same time as it's going, which is very overwhelming. Like it's always been kind of difficult <laughs> for me to write songs, but I've tried other ways and they just haven't worked as well. I don't know. Yeah. It's oh, weird. It's a really weird one. process. Yeah, exactly. I I like to joke that um when it comes to songwriting, people don't write songs. There are these like little like song fairies or song spirits <laughs> that like go around and like bless people with an idea and then you just gotta make sure you're in a position where you can capture that magic you know I like that idea though because it's like I think there's so many moments or like things in life that kind of give you inspiration and it's like how do you approach that do you let it go or do you do something with whatever form of creativity you lean into whatever mm-hmm. exactly Oh, that's so interesting. I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. I like Thanks. that. Um, and you've had a lot of really cool people in your corner. We talked a little bit about um, musicians and stuff, but like, you know, it sounds like your dad's like a really huge supporter of everything that you oh, yeah. what I've read. He, he's the best. Yeah. That's so nice to have. And like, did you ever feel like your family was super supportive, like of your creativity and your choice to pursue music? Yeah, for the most part, absolutely. Like, I know, like, I probably wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for my dad's support. Just, like, telling me, like, hey, like, you can do this. Don't be so hard on yourself. Because, I don't know, ever since I was a little kid, I've kind of had, like, low self-esteem. And I've been very lazy and, like, not the most productive person. And he's he 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 does a really good job of pulling my head out of my ass like (laughs) (laughs) gotta always have somebody who will do that for you oh yeah for sure that's nice that like you know he knew when to encourage you and stuff so that way you just keep pursuing it and stuff and Mm -hmm. I'm sure he heard you with all these covers and all these awesome bands and stuff uh how does it feel for him to kind of see you doing all these things like seeing your um your opportunities to be able to play with people that you've always really respected. He's I he's very proud of me and he shows it a lot, which I feel Aww. like a lot of parents kind of have trouble with that second step. But yeah, he's the best. He's yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so awesome. Well it's really cool to know that you've had somebody in your corner this whole time that's been able to see you just continue to evolve. And I feel like you've done a lot of that in just a couple of years because between like nothing special all the way up to now, make yourself at home. It's, it's really exciting to see you continue to just grow. Thank Um, you so much. Yeah, of course. How do you feel like your songwriting maybe has evolved in that time? Um, I feel like my songs since nothing special have gotten both more personal and a little darker Mm, just by like I don't know experiencing life more because I wrote 
nothing special when I was 16, 17. And I didn't really know anything about life. Like, when I was writing Nothing Special, I was kind of going off of, like, relationships that I had, like, watched growing up. And then also, like, my friends' relationships that I watched while I was that age. Mm -hmm. And with Make Yourself at Home, there's a little bit of my own experiences interjected in there, which is a little bit scary but also very cathartic in a way definitely and it seems like you know with that album title make yourself at home it's almost like you're embracing a lot of these experiences as you're maturing yeah for sure yeah whether they're experiences I'm proud of or not (laughs) (laughs) it's like you have to just like all right every all this just has to get comfortable in like my head space in my life so yeah for sure you can't really like deny anything I've found you just kind of have to accept everything as it comes definitely I can feel that throughout so much of your record thank you definitely what was it like writing and recording make yourself at home it was a very um it was a lot of fun it was our first time well it was our it was our second record but (laughs) it was our first time recording out of state um we recorded at Chris Teddy from The World Is a Studio, Silver Bullet Studios uh, in Burlington, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of fun. Like, it was just such a very, like, creative space, you know? Like, there was just a lot of good energy. And I don't know. It was, like, really cool. The only slight downside was that we had 10 days to finish everything up which was like kind of freaking me out at the time but I think it ended up being the perfect amount of time like because we did have like most of the full band parts written so we did have a bit of time to you know experiment a little bit and like add a few like layered stuff but yeah it was just a really like nice and creative experience oh I'm sure because when you're working with somebody who's like you know Chris being somebody who's seen in music over some time, mm-hmm. kind of connection there, and then taking your music to the studio space and really just getting it exactly how you envisioned in your head, like out, has got yeah. to be satisfying. Yeah, Chris made the record sound exactly how I pictured it in my head. I don't know how he did it, but that man is like such a genius. And he's also an incredibly kind person, which I feel like is a super rare combination in human beings. Right? That makes it so much easier <laughs> for you to be creative and feel like you can be yourself through that process, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I was I was I feel I think I was able to get a lot of like really good takes out mm-hmm. during the record just because I felt so comfortable around him. Like I trusted him fully. That's so important. Well that's great mm-hmm. you had that experience. Yeah. There's so many great sounds throughout this record that kind of remind me of some of my favorite artists. Like, I mean, I feel like um, Make Yourself at Home sometimes harkens to a little bit of that emo revival sound here and there. Like, Mm -hmm. it kind of, um, there were some, like, guitar parts in particular. I'm like, wow, that sounds a little bit like You Blew It. That sounds a little bit like Free (laughs) And then, like, inflection, sometimes it felt a little almost like Laura Stevenson. And I'm just like, this is amazing. Wow. I'm, like, getting chills hearing all these names. Not going to lie. Like, I mean, that that was just, you're welcome. Like, seriously, I was sitting there thinking, it's like, I felt like that with every song, I could find, like, elements of, like, really great music, and it's all your own, too. 
Um, oh, thank you. Definitely. With that in mind, like, was there, were there any artists that you were listening to as you were writing the record that maybe could have influenced you? That's a really good, I mean, I don't know, all those bands you've mentioned I've been listening to since middle school, early high school. So I'm sure they've been influencing my songwriting like subconsciously ever since then. But yeah, melodically speaking, and like also like in terms of my vocal performance, I'm heavily influenced by Julian Baker and Mitski. They're two of my favorite songwriters of all time as well. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of influences there. That's so cool. And both of those songwriters definitely have very unique vocal takes. And I feel like when you mm-hmm. hear people like Julian Baker and Mitski, it's like, I feel like it inspires so many songwriters to find their own unique voice. And Absolutely. Like, yours 1000% stands out to me as one of those very unique voices. Thank you so much. Wow. You're welcome. I, I just, I, I think uh, all that practice you did doing the covers, it clearly, uh, <laughs> clearly paid off because I'm just like, damn, this is amazing. Oh, thank you. That makes me so happy to hear. Of course. Um, I have a lot of songs I really loved on this record. Like, um, I really liked Miss Lad a lot. I feel like it was oh, such a good that's my like, dad's favorite. <laughs> really? That's so funny. Yeah. I like it because it was like, it felt like a rocking kind of ballad, but you were like tackling concepts of feeling like you're kind of being like reeled or dragged back into like a tough situation. Tough yeah. A lot of the record has to do with that. Yeah. It's a really, it's a really difficult thing to navigate being like, I really care about this person and they make me feel something that I've never felt before in my life, but how like, how well does it really suit me? Like, is this healthy for me? You know? Definitely. I felt that through so many songs. And, like, uh, I thought that it was interesting because you really unpacked that, I feel like, on Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, really unpla- unpacking, like, a flawed relationship and, like, happy yeah. you're going to be happy and all that stuff. That's definitely the one where I where I lay it all out there, I feel like. It's such a great song. Is that your sign or is it that person's sign? Um, it's the person's. I'm a Pisces, so you can imagine why it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> that's hysterical. No, I was curious because like that stood out to me because I'm a Sagittarius. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I have some oh, examinations to do. I, oh my gosh, I hope it doesn't come off as like a distract to all Sagittarians oh, no, or like no, no, a distract in general. It yeah. doesn't at all. It just made me laugh, though, because it's just like, screw. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I love it. I love whenever people do examine signs in that way, though, because it's just like, oh, yeah, shit. That's, yeah. It, it felt like it, it sometimes it's like, yeah, that is kind of like what my horoscope has been telling me and ship. I should probably pay attention to that. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> my relationship with astrology is kind of unique. I used to be really, really, really into it, mm-hmm. but more recently, I've kind of, I don't know, fallen off the astrology wagon. Like, I don't know. Like, I mostly just see it as like a fun thing. Like, I'll right, make jokes same. about it a lot. Like, I'll talk about it a lot. But I, I don't really plan my life around it. I don't really make decisions based around it. I mostly. I, I don't know. I kind of use astrology, especially in writing, to focus on certain traits of people mm-hmm. I know because, you know, every 
you can see every sign in every person. Oh, 1,000%. When you know someone's sign, I feel like it's easier to see certain parts of them than other parts, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does, because it almost lets you kind of see maybe some of, like, character traits that, like, you know, some of them bubble at the surface, some of them are less obvious, and then whatever. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things where it's, like, uh, I'm like you. I'm in and out with, like, astrology, where it's, like, I find it fascinating, and it helps me identify character traits sometimes at, like, a high level. Absolutely. Where it's, like, it's just fun. But Mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting, because, like, sometimes that can be, like, very um, revealing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But no, that song was just interesting and fun to me because I was just like, ooh, this is this is great because I feel like there's just so much like healthy examination that you're doing there with that relationship. But I'm like, this is crucial. And there's a bunch of people out there who probably could benefit from like thinking in that way. Thank you. It took me a really, really long time to gain that self-awareness when it came to that specific relationship but I'm really glad, I'm really glad I made it there. <laughs> it's, it's hard, especially whenever you're in, like, the younger chapter of your life in relationships and stuff. There's so much learning that you do about having a partner and, like, yourself throughout that entire process and stuff. So Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that, and, like, I think probably my favorite track, and probably because it does lean into a lot of, like, that emo revival vibe was, like, Best Laid Plans for sure. Oh, thank you. Like, it was just so much fun to listen to. And just, like, the structure of it musically was just astounding. What was wow. it like putting that one together? Oh, my God. So much fun. So the part after the chorus where it's just, like, guitar, drums, and bass, and it's like, like, I had that yes. written on acoustic guitar, but it didn't really come to life until we all got together and... Um, my friend and our manager, Jeremy Birkin, played drums on the record and wrote all the drum parts. And he he wrote the drum part that accentuates, like, every note of that riff. And the first time we played through it, like, my mind was blown. Like, I, it didn't even, I didn't even think of it as a possibility that we could accentuate, like, every note like that. Yeah. And it just blew my mind. And, like, situations like that make me want to collaborate with more people because although like I don't know although I am a bit of of a control freak when it comes to (laughs) writing I feel like there are some great ideas that I will would never that I could never possibly think of that other people can you know Mm -hmm. so it's like I feel like it's definitely really important to collaborate with other people when it comes to you know artsy stuff Oh, for sure. And, like, it, I like that it was just as much of, like, a joyful, like, surprise to you hearing that all come together. As yeah. Somebody like me as a listener where I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, <laughs> groundbreaking. Like, I don't know. That's, that's, like, one of probably my favorite, like, riffs I've seriously heard, like, all year. I'm like, wow, thank oh, you so much. You're welcome. It's so tight. And, like, there's a lot of great records coming out this year. But I'm just, like, that was just one where I was just like, it, it's like it flipped a little bit of nostalgia for me, but at the same time, it was just so unique. So like yours. Mm-hmm. It was so For cool. sure. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. I'm, I'm definitely a huge fan. And like, it was, it was so cool to hear that also after having like experienced, uh, I was at your set at Best last year and I really enjoyed it. Thank you. It's really cool to like hear how you just continue to evolve and transform your sound like that. 
for sure. Th- wow, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm like yeah. blushing during this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's all sincere. I, I, I just, oh. for sure. Wow. Um, well, you've put together a really awesome record here with Make Yourself at Home. What's something that you really want your listeners to get out of the record? Whew. I guess like people who have been in like similar situations that are touched on on the record I just want them to know that they're not alone like I don't know infatuation and healthy relationships are incredibly common and I feel like any person can fall like victim to you know an obsession with another person like I don't know brains are freaky like that like sometimes we'll like meet people for the first time or see someone from across the room and immediately it'll just be like oh my god this person and Mm -hmm. I don't know whether or not that's a healthy basis for a relationship is like up to you really like only you can make that sort of you know decision for yourself but I don't know I would like the people who listen to the record to understand that whether or not they're in a relationship like that, like you can always find safety and comfort, whether it's with or without that specific person in your life. Right. And it seems like you've kind of found that safety and comfort in creating music, allowing that to kind of be like a catharsis for you. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. That's so cool. And um, one of the things I appreciate, you've been doing this since you started releasing music, but like, your openness and willingness to kind of like share your experiences with like relationships and stuff and your feelings on all of that. Um, with that kind of in mind, what kind of like encouraged you to open up about these things and continue to kind of share through your music? Definitely a big feeling of loneliness mm-hmm. that I had during and also after certain situations. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, there are so many, you know, entire records about relationships i i don't want to say that this album is like super unique and unlike anything else because it's about a relationship because that would be an extraordinarily silly thing to say but i don't know like i i couldn't really find anything that was about like my specific situation Mm-hmm. so I don't know it was very cathartic to record and now also cathartic to be releasing these songs oh I'm sure because at that point it's like you know there may be somebody else who's looking for that kind of connectivity that's exactly like and now it's here mm-hmm. for sure that's really cool that you're willing to kind of share all that and like that that's going to be super helpful for people out there and stuff and who've been through either a rocky chapter or um, a rocky relationship, whatever. It, it really helps whenever people find that one piece of music that like just kind of pushes them into a place of like, okay, somebody out there gets it. Even if it's not someone who's like in my immediate circle, somebody understands. For sure. Thank you so much for getting it. <laughs> of course. Um, so one of the things that I always end up liking to ask my different guests is uh, a little bit more of like a fun game challenge. Um, if you could play with any three artists or bands, say it's like you're a dream show, 
they can be currently active or you can bring them back from the dead, who would it be? Oh my gosh. Three? Yes. Okay. I think I'm going to have to go with Paramore Mitski the National. Ooh, that's a stacked yeah. show. I love it. <laughs> that's like an arena show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with them. Amphitheater for sure. I love it. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, those are those are three artists that have been like super influential to me for a very long time. And I feel like I think the National is the band that I've gotten into more recently. And I just have so much respect for how big they are and how willing they are to create entire like universes inside of like their records. Yeah, I just I just respect all three of those bands so much. Wow. Well, those are all incredibly talented people and stuff. And like part of the reason why I ask that question every time is like I love seeing people end up on these really awesome tours that they never could have quite pictured until it mm-hmm. happened. And like I see people end up on these awesome tours where I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, yeah, you just spoke that into the universe like six months ago, a year ago, or whatever, and then it happened. <laughs> I mean, you're, you've already done this by playing covers, so maybe just, like, crank out a couple more covers and this, like, Oh, my gosh, vibe. I have to manifest it. You're so right. I will lose my wow. shit if I see you, like, opening for Paramore or, like, suddenly on the, <laughs> the National. You'll lose your shit. I'll lose my shit. <laughs> you never freaking oh know. I mean, you're already about to go on tour with the world is. It could happen. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, my ego is just like ballooning like crazy. I can't think like that, Amanda. I can't. (laughs) Thank you. I really appreciate it. Of course. This is my like positive vibe in the universe for you for this cool shit to happen. Oh, I love that energy. Thank you. Of course. So um, that was a big, big dream, big goal that's kind of set in front of you, but I'm kind of wondering, what are some things you want to accomplish with Harmony Woods over maybe like the next year or a couple of years? That's a really good question. I don't know. I just want to keep creating and like releasing records that I'm proud of with my friends, you know, like whether people, whether like a huge amount of people like connect with it or not, mm-hmm. like, like whether, whether it's like, quote-unquote profitable or not like I don't really care about that I just want to like keep creating and like because it's it's an extremely fulfilling thing for me you know not just like the validation Mm -hmm. but just you know being able to look at this thing that I made and be proud of it you know that's all that really matters to me absolutely that's it's such a special I feel like experience that artists have that you're able mm-hmm. to kind of just see something that go from like an idea to um completely um out of you and then out into the world in that sense so absolutely yeah well I hope you get every opportunity to keep doing that because what you're making is just truly important and really great well thank you so much you're welcome so you've got that awesome tour with the world is a beautiful place throughout the end of the year um hmm uh, what else do you have going on through the end of uh, 2019 into 2020? Um, hoping to play more shows, hoping to tour more. Nothing is really booked yet, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just hoping to keep like 
I don't know, getting getting myself out there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That sounds great. And you're you're gonna be down here for fest again this uh this November. Yes, I am. Yeah, we are playing Friday, November first at the Woolly at eight PM, I believe. Perfect. Very excited about it. I will be there because I know that set's going to be awesome. Uh, where can everybody keep up with you and the Harmony Woods Project on the internet? So um, our social media handles on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram are at Harmony Woods PA. Mm-hmm. And we also have a website, harmony-woods.squarespace.com. Awesome. All right. Everybody's going to make sure that they follow, subscribe, get all the tunes. <laughs> Yay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining. Everybody's going to have to make sure they grab your record here on October 4th. That's exciting. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks so much for coming on the pod. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was awesome. Fancy seeing you here All by yourself
Harmony Woods. Thank you to Sophia for her time to chat with me about all that she's working on. I felt like Sophia and I just immediately clicked. Felt like one of the most relaxed conversations I've ever had on the podcast. Just so much fun chatting and swapping stories and ideas. And yeah, Sophia's awesome. Please, please support her new record, Make Yourself at Home, which is available everywhere this Friday, October 4th on Scale to Lightning. Check it out on all the streaming platforms. Buy a physical copy. Check out her set at best. Do not miss Harmony Woods. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I'd love to hear from you. For more news, thoughts, feels, or just all the podcast episodes, please visit angrygirlmusic.com. I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, work in publicity, or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work, and let's chat. Till next time, stay angry, and give yourself some time to chill. You deserve it. Is this the end for us? Is this the end for us?